Welcome to North Bay Christ the King. You're listening to our weekly service message podcast. Join us every Sunday morning at 9.30 and 11 o'clock at our campus location in Birch Bay, Washington. Thank you for tuning in. We're talking about overcoming you. That's been our theme here the last few weeks. And there's several weeks that I won't go back and highlight each of those. But you go back and listen online. You can, you can check the podcast for that. But today we're going to talk about overcoming the heaviness of the soul. The heaviness of the soul. And then when I think about heaviness and, and just carrying weight in our life, I, I go back into my weightlifting days. I, I still try to work out where I can here and there. But I remember really beginning of my college years, my friends and I were really big into weightlifting. And we just wanted really big muscles to impress girls. That's really our goal uh, with that. Uh, but my friends, we'd go, and I had a, one particular friend that, I'd be working out with her one day, and you know, when you when you have a friend that you need someone reliable to be a spotter, because especially when you're bench pressing, you know, you're you've got this like massive amount of weight above your head that you're lowering on your body. Think about this. You kind of want people around to help you, okay? And just in case you hit a sticky point. And I remember I, I was doing some reps, and you know, you keep adding weight, do more reps, and you're getting a place, and then you kind of hit that uh, sticky point. You hit that moment going. I'm not going to be able to lift this. What do I do? Well, a spotter is there to be able to come, give a little nudge, kind of help you out just a little bit to help you know, and sometimes pull the, pull the weight up. It's too, too much you can carry. Well, my friend got distracted by his hair. He was, as we're lifting you, he's looking himself in the mirror. And so I'm looking up, and, and at this point, I couldn't lift this weight. Like, I'm desperately, I'm not going to be able to get this weight up. And I'm looking up at him, and he's finger-combing his mullet, <laughs> you know? And I'm, I have these, I'm sure when he, then that somehow by God's grace, he looks down, because he probably saw some commotion happening below, and then his eyes got really big, my eyes got really big, and really what I was telling him, I'm going to kill you if you don't, you know, if you don't get it off, I'm going to die, and, and, and so then he helped me, you know, hoist the weight back up, and, you know, we had some words afterwards with that, and I was thinking about our life is that so much at times, we can feel like we're balanced the weight of heaviness in our life, can't we? We have so much weight at times that we're carrying. And I have this question really is this, are you struggling? Are you struggling with a heavy soul? Is the weight, do you feel just as a weight, that weight came down on my chest? I mean, he had to lift it off, right? It was on my chest now. That, do you feel the weight that sometimes like on your, your chest? The weight of life that you're feeling upon you. And I think there's seasons of our life that we feel that way. Maybe you're in a season right now, you're not, and you were, but there will be at some point. Some of us even in this room are carrying some weight, and it's heavy upon us. King David expressed this in in, in reflection, almost in kind of a, a journaling of thoughts. And this is what he said to himself. He says this, he says, why, my soul, are you downcast? He's asking his own soul. Why is my own soul downcast? Why so disturbed within me? I think that's a really good valuation for King David. He's he's being retrospective, reflective upon his own life, his own soul. God, what's going on with me? 
And I think that's a really good thing to do. Many times we go through life when we're feeling this way, you don't evaluate our feelings. There's these moments that we have to stop and go, oh, why do I feel this way? Why am I feeling this heaviness? That's what David was feeling. This word downcast means to lower or bring down or collapse. And I think about that, the, the, the weight, the bar, that bar, that heaviness in our life that we can feel in the weightiness, it comes in various forms. It can, we can feel the weight of responsibilities. You, you might be in a job and where you're, there's a lot of people counting on you and your role, you need to get it done and you need to accomplish it. And there's a lot of pressure that you feel. There's, there's some in this room that are going to school and you feel as a student that you, you, some of you remember those days where the, the pressure is to get everything done and the assignments that are there. You might have some weight in your marriage. There's some struggles that you're carrying and there's some communication struggles or some expectations that, are, that go with that. Of course, in parenting, no matter where you are in the ages of life, from you know, diapers to college, you know, our kids are our kids and we care about them. We're wondering what's going on and we're trying to help them, encourage them. And we can feel their, feel their weight as they're going through life. But, you know, if you're a boss or you're an employer and you're just, you've got a staff of people and you're responsible for them, there's the demand that you have in, in your responsibilities. Another thing is we just feel the time crunch. There's a lot to get done when, you, when it needs to get done. And I don't know about you, it seems like the to-do list keeps growing. Do you ever try to get the to-do list done and then more things are added to that? And it just keeps this, and life becomes one herkin to-do list. Another thing is that we, we feel the pressure of people problems. And for some of us that, you know, end up being more of the over-responsible people, we take on other people's problems. And those problems become our problems. And they're like, that's not my problem. But it becomes, and life becomes this problem fixer. That's all you spend the week is fixing problems and brings weariness and brings heaviness. And we get to the place in a desperate place where there comes an emotional crash. Emotionally, what happens is uh, it's, it's called depression. Now you think of the word depression, it's, you know, we, we have it in the atmosphere. There's kind of a depression right now because there's these fluffy clouds and they're kind of forming and there's this the weightiness that's there. And we can feel the weight of life and our and emotionally, it's depressing. It's pressing upon our very soul. Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't play a doc, doctor on TV, but depression is a real thing. And, and it can be a clinical thing. And so stepping out of my, my expertise, if you're going through depression, it is good to go to a doctor. It's good to go seek medical help, someone that has some expertise in that area. But many of us, we suffer depression more on an emotional level. It's not always chemical. Some of us get checked with that, but it can be an emotional level that we, all of us, there's a spectrum of depression where we feel the pressing of heaviness. At times it feels it's just crushing our very spirits. And heaviness turns into worry and anxiety and overwhelm. When, when you're at the place, when I had that weight that was upon my chest, yeah, I'm freaking out a little bit, right? Panic comes over me. There's a, there's a worry that takes place and emotionally this can happen to us. And they even talk about the, there's chemicals in our brain that are released and the fight or flight and all that goes on and that we, come, we become off balance in our life because of that. Dr. Henry Cloud describes the, this this depression, this, this, this worry that, that comes upon us. And when we were working through problems in life, he calls it learned helplessness. And, it, and basically it's based on conditioning. Learned helplessness, is, it starts off fine when we're an infant. And if we're crying, we get fed. If we cry, we get fed. We cry, we get fed. And so what we've learned is when you cry, guess what? You get fed. 
typically, and that's a pretty good thing. If you grow, go through school and then you get good grades, you, you do your assignments and work really hard, you're going to get good grades. Work hard, get good grades. Work hard, and it's a cause and effect. And all the time, it's a condition. Do something good and something good happens to you. But then real life happens. There, there, the, the, then what happens is there's times and there's moments where you're working really hard. You're either crying or you're trying, and there's not a response. And over time, situations happen. You thought if I put all my energies into this, this, this job or my, all my, my love into this relationship and all my efforts into this, I'm going to get something back. And there's many times in our life, it just doesn't happen. And what creates is, Dr. Cloud talks about a learned helplessness. And, and what, what he, he identifies in, what we, in the condition of learned helplessness is that we, it creates the three Ps of problems. And, and the first one is this, that when we go into a problem, we take it personal. And don't we all take it personal? Whatever's happening to us, we take it personal. And we internalize that blame. Many times we're blaming ourselves. You have a friend, for whatever reason, they're, they're dissing themselves in, your, in their relationship. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a, a more close relationship. It's a child or it's a, it's a spouse. And you're going, it's my fault. It's, I, I, and I, I'm a bad person. So we make it personal or whatever the struggle is. The other thing what we do is we make it, it over time, it becomes pervasive. Meaning it's not just that friend or that relationship. It's all relationships. Everything is negative. Everything is going through. And so we say, I'm not just losing this friend or this relationship. This is happening. I'm losing other friends and other relationships that are there. It's pervasive. We get caught in this loop. Like it's my fault. It's continuing to be a problem. There's something wrong with me. And, and, and my very character, in fact, my, I have these flaws that it's not just one thing. It's like, there's something wrong with and then eventually it can lead to, to permanency in our minds. That it's not just this situation, just those people. This is the way it is. And it's a fatalistic, and I would say this, a false belief that nothing's going to change. And this is what happens to learn helplessness is this. Why even try? We just say that. Forget it. Forget it. That's the way it's going to be. I'm, you know, and, 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 and nothing's going to change. And, and all of us could say at some point in our life, we did that. Some point we said, and maybe to the year you're kind of in that situation where you're just saying, why even try? And the, because what's happening is the weight of the world is pressing down, increasing our heavy soul. So what do we do? Well, we did like m- m- what I did with my friend when I was there. And the weight's crushing down upon me. Now, I can't scream help too loud because I have no, you know, lung capacity when there's, you know, 100, 200 pounds on your chest pushing down. It's hard. I kind of sound like little Timmy in the well, help me, help me. And there is that desperate cry in our souls, I would say, is the same thing. It's hard to be loud about it. It's hard. You don't even have the energies, but to say help, I need help. I tell you, when we do that, that is the first step. That is the first step toward, if you've been in recovery, you know that is to ask for help. That you go, my life is unmanageable. I need to change. I need to do something. And I tell you, by God's grace, when we ask for help, he gives us this amazing gift. You know what it's called? It's called hope. Hope. And and this is what I would say about this for us today. Hope is what will help us lift the heavy weight of life. See, David express this. He said this, why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? And he finishes the verse with this. Here he is. How do I get free from this weight? He says this, put your hope in God. 
For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. That word put your hope means to patiently stand and waiting for one greater than self. When I have the weight crushing upon me, I'm waiting for my friend to help me up. I'm trusting someone greater than my circumstances to help me get through what I can get through. If you're taking notes, you can write this, this thought in as this. Our weight will be lifted when we wait on God. Our weight will be lifted when we wait on God. And the weight rooms of life that we have, there's a waiting that's there. And God, the great spotter in heaven, he's wanting to help us. He's wanting to be there to lift. But there's a waiting that takes place. See, true hope is found in, in the waiting. The apostle Paul writes this in the Roman church. He says this, for in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen, what? There's no hope at all. Who hopes in what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not have, yet have, we wait for it patiently. Patiently. Hard to do, isn't it? In the waiting. But we're waiting for God. And, and, and here's the encouragement. That God's not, you know, checking his hair in the mirror. He's, he's not checking his hair, hair in the mirror. He's not, he's not worried about it. He's focused on it. But it's times we feel like, God, where are you? Where are you? And you might have felt like what the disciples do. Maybe you know the story about they're in, they're in a boat with Jesus and, and there's, a, there's a storm. It's, scripture says a, a furious squall came up and the waves bro- broke over the boat. And so they were, they were nearly swamped and the storm was going on. And, and you, some of you know where Jesus was. He was asleep. It says that Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. They woke him with these words, teacher, don't you care? Don't you care that we're going to drown? I mean, how many times we've said that in life? You know, we're feeling the weight of the problems or you feel this helplessness come over here. Lord, this is too heavy. I can't carry this. My soul is just feeling crushed right now. I need some help. And, And then there's no one really around that really can understand and help us. And we go, God, where are you? I don't, don't you hear, understand that I'm struggling? Some of you would say this, my body is racked with pain. My marriage is failing. My job is overwhelming. My bills are piling up problem after problem after problem. And we can't help it. We go down these lines like we can't help but not take it personal. We can't help that the situation seems to get worse and worse and becomes really pervasive. And it feels like permanent, like this is the way it's always going to be. Jesus, seriously, this is not a time to sleep. What I want to remind us as we hear this story many times is that, that Jesus, when we hear that he's asleep or it feels like he's asleep with our problems and the storms that are going on and the pressure that we're, we're feeling it's mounting, it's not because he's asleep because he doesn't care. Jesus is asleep because he's in control, that he understands it. Scripture says they woke him from his little nap and it says he got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. See, we know that God can snap his fingers and make everything right, but many times he doesn't. And that's our struggle, isn't it? Well, God, seriously, why? Why the struggle? Why the pain? Well, there's a lot of answers to that, but I'll give you one here today. Hopefully it'll be helpful is this, is to tell you this, that's where growth happens. Growth happens in the waiting. You could say it this way. 
about our growing in our faith and exercising is this. Faith is a muscle. And the only way to grow it is, to, is by stretching it. The only way to grow is the stretching. I tell you, this last two weeks, some of you know I, I have tremendous back pain. I'm actually, when I'm standing, I'm, I'm doing okay. Sitting in a chair, I'm glad I don't have to sit on Sunday morning because I don't think I could do it. I've experienced excruciating back pain. Thank, thank my wife has helped me and, and my daughter and, and others have come around and, and like, hey, come to my house. I can't go anywhere. I can't even drive. I, that really where it was at, at times for me. It's been very, very painful. But what I've had to do in treatment is stretch. And there's, there's some sick people out there that want to do stuff to my back and straighten it out. And, and so I'm doing, I'm doing that, okay? And, and, but what it is, it's stretching. And I tell you in our life, when the weight and the responsibilities and the challenging problems that burden us, what happens, we get stretched. And here's the thing, even to the point of failure. But here's the thing. The only way you can find strength, the only way you're going to grow, so think about it, growing physical muscles is you got to tear them down. They actually, to really grow past the point of the sticky points is that you actually have to get a point of failure, that you no longer can lift this weight any longer. And it's the same way in life. You, you, you do not know your limits until you hit your limit, <laughs> until you're actually at this place saying, I cannot go any longer. And that is the point of failure is actually where true growth happens. And God knows exactly the amount of weight you're to balance in your life and his divine goodness to stretch you beyond even, not to bring failure that you're going to collapse, but in the failing is where we grow stronger. Scripture says that's really, as Jesus calmed the storm, he said to his disciples this, why are you so afraid? Do you not have, do you not have, do you still have no faith? He was, what was he doing? He was testing their faith to build their faith. They're at the point of failure that they had to totally go, Jesus, help me. I can't do this any longer. Look at the end that what happened. Verse 41 says, they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves abandoned. They, they were terrified. What they were terrified was, here's the, here's the storm that calmed. They're not terrified about it anymore. They're terrified when the fact, and it's really a fear came over them. Who is this guy? That even the waves abandoned. They came to a holy awe of who Jesus was. They discovered that he's greater and more powerful. They grew in a revelatory, a revelatory knowledge because they're, they're, they were stretched beyond their limits. Can I tell you this? We will never know the greatness of God without failure. We'll never know the greatness of God without failure. Times We don't know our limits. If we were to stay within our limits, we wouldn't know the, the limitless of God and his strength and his power. You got to think about that. I, I've gone to several conferences. I'm going with our some of our campus pastors coming up in here in March, excited about going. And I love going to leadership conference because I learn a lot and learn strategies and growth methods and all the kinds of things you, you go through if you've gone to business conferences and all that. But one of the things I've learned is I don't have a whole lot of credibility in the speaker until they start talking about their failures. I've learned that. I've been in places where people talk about, yeah, I did this and I did this and accomplishments. And these kind of give their resume. I'm like, yeah, I don't believe you. Because you're not telling all the truth. You're not telling about when you failed. You're talking about if you really, if you really push the limits in whatever you're doing, there's, I want to hear the stories where you messed up, not to you know, 
put it in your face, but I want to learn from you. I don't want to do what you did. I want to learn how did you get through it? How did you endure? That speaks to me. And I was saying our failures is where we find true character. And, and, and our failures actually is where we find God's character and who he is and what he teaches us and help us to grow beyond. Paul begged. He begged God for relief. He, he called it the thorn in his flesh. He asked the Lord to remove it multiple times, and he didn't. But this is what Jesus responded to him. He said, this is what Paul says that Jesus said to him. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That, this, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and hardships and persecution and difficulties. Here it is. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul was at the other end, and we can get at the other end of ourself and that's the point where God does his greatest work. And that's where we see miracles in our life take place. On the brink of failure comes the beginning of something great that God wants to do. And I've seen it over and over and over and many times in our life. Because what happens is this. We finally get to the place that we put our hope, not in ourselves, not in our abilities, not even other people. But we're truly putting our hope in God himself. Our Hope is in his hands. And when we do that, we take the weight and the heaviness of our soul and place upon him. But how do we actually do this? Think about this. How do we actually do this? Well, I'll leave you with this final thought is this. Surrender is to be a continual way of life. See what I did there? Surrender is to be our continual way of life. We cry for help. Jesus hears us, tells us to put our hope in him, and he's going to carry his burdens. He says it this way. Come to me, come to me, not, not to a formula, not to a thing, not to the program. Come to me personally, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me. Learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. I always have to clarify, we mentioned the yoke. It's not an egg. It's an animal harness that is to guide the animal and oxen to pair together. And Jesus says, let's pair together. Let me, be the he- let me carry the heavy load with you. You, you, you harness with me and we're going to plow through life and we're going to get through, through it together. And yet you don't have to feel like problems are personal and pervasive and permanent. You yoke with me. I'm going to teach you how to live because there's a double meaning with the yoke. It was a farm equipment that they used, but also a yoke was also a form of teaching, a matter of teaching. So uh, the, the apprentice would look to his master rabbi to guide him on the way of life. And Jesus says, let me show you my way. I'm not a, I'm not a school t- evil taskmaster, harsh taskmaster. My way is easy. I'm going to gently guide you. I'm going to show you the ropes of life. You don't have to go through it alone. Partner with me. I can carry your burden. I have heavy shoulders. Jesus says to us, come to me, our weary burden. I give you rest. Why? Because he he actually did that already. He carried his, the burdens of our own sin. He already carried it. He already took it. When he was in the garden, he contemplating this, this weight. Talk about it. If you ever think about the heaviness of the soul, it was Jesus in the garden where he's contemplating all of mankind and the pain and the hurt and the sin of everyone in the world. 
And he, he, he says in these moments of weakness in his humanity, Lord, if there's any way, any way, Lord, take this weight from me. Any way, Lord, this, this, take this cup. This, I have to drink of this cup. I don't want to do it. But then he says, not my will, but yours be done. And he does it. And he lumbers the burdens that we have on, strapped onto a cross. And he dies for us to take our burdens and take our sin. So Jesus is saying, listen, after I conquered death, guess what? I got this. I got it. You don't have to carry it any longer. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm going to invite our team to come and we're going to pray here today. As they come and prepare, I want to prepare you for here in a moment that I want to do something today. And maybe we don't do this a whole lot and this might be an opportunity for you to respond. But as we get ready, let me just ask you this question. Are the burdens you're carrying pushing you to a point of failure? Are the burdens you're carrying pushing you to the point of failure? Are you feeling the weight right now in your life? And there's, there's something that you're carrying or there's a burden you're carrying of someone in your life. You're feeling that right now. And I, I would tell you, answering a question is, I have. I've hit emotional places, almost feel like an emotional crash in my life. Back in fall of 2014, it was a very, very difficult time here in our church, a very stressful time. And many of you who were here with us understood what was a little bit was going on. But I was feeling a tremendous amount of stress in, in the season. And I think it hit an emotional toll in those months where I was getting this cascading feeling. I, I could lay down or sit in a chair and it was almost like I feel like I was being buried alive. And some of you know what that feeling is. And I didn't know really what that was. And then on top of that, just like I was feeling that, that, that physically, that barbell on my chest, I felt like someone was standing on my chest. And I actually had chest pains. I, I, I remember having to go to the doctor going, doctor, am I having a heart attack? Got all checked out, EKGs and everything. No, nope. you need to go see a counselor. Okay, so I did that. I went to see a counselor and I began to describe my symptoms. And it was classic depression, anxiety, you're feeling all this weight, these responsibilities, this cascading feelings, all a part of that. I mean, I was even feeling like the point of my emotions got numb. I, my, my fingertips and my toes were numb. I cut my finger and I was bleeding. I didn't even know I was bleeding because I was at that place. And you know what? God did a work in me. It wasn't snapping the fingers overnight, but I shared those burdens. And I tell you, when I shared those burdens with a counselor and some friends and people around, wonderful people around, wonderful family around, I began to feel my, 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 my load lightened. And I didn't feel that pressure. Now I've had PTSD at times where all of a sudden I'm going through stress and I get that chest pain back that's there. And like, no, no, no. Take deep breaths, pray, seek the Lord. I, Lord, I give that burden to you. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You felt it maybe today. Is it possible you're feeling that pressure as well? It's time to surrender. It's time to say, Lord, I can't bear this weight any longer. Is your soul, are you saying to your soul right now, my soul, why are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Lord, I want to put my trust in you. I want to put my hope, my weight of my life, hope in you, my God. And my Savior, is that you today? Are you feeling that weight today? I'm going to ask you to do something here in a moment. I'm going to ask you to respond by making a move to come forward here today. I want to invite everyone to stand.
as we do. And we just want to take a couple minutes to do this. And this is all I'm asking you to do. And, and I, 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 I recognize that we're all in different places, but I'm wondering today, is there a few people that would say, you know what, I, I'm there. I, I'm, I'm carrying a burden in my life. It might be for another person. It might be a physical ailment. I'm going through physical ailments. It might be, it might be something that you're carrying. You just like, I just want to lay that burden at the feet of Jesus today. And to do that is a, is a symbolic way, but there's, and I think there's something when we do something physically, it, it triggers something spiritually that you would be willing, you would have the courage to say, yeah, I'm carrying a burden and I want to, I want to leave it at the, the altar of Jesus today. So I'm going to invite you here as we begin to sing, I'm going to invite you to come forward and just stand out down here. You don't have to share your burden with anybody. That's not what we're trying to do at this moment. You can, we'll have some prayer for you individually if you like to. But what I want you to do is, as we sing this song, as we talk about coming to the altar, you would come and just stand here today. There might be some of us, some of our leaders and people in the room here, Karen Connection, just to come on, maybe put a hand on the shoulder here so you, you feel the support as we do that together. Will you do that? Will the Lord, as God prompts you today, as we sing this song, I invite you to come forward. If that's any of you, just take this moment here to do that here today. Let's do that. Come forward now. pray together. Just encourage you, especially if you're up front here today, just to put your hands forward, just as a sign of surrender, open-handed as you pray. And everyone else here, if you're, if you're also carrying a burden today, whatever that might be, it might be multiple things. Maybe you're just feeling like your life is a burden right now. Just, you know, whatever it might be, but you're feeling this, this weight. This is the opportunity that you can have to deliberately and intentionally give this to Jesus. I want you to begin to just think about whatever it is, and I want you to picture handing it over to Jesus. I want you to picture not, not Jesus that's been crucified on the cross because he defeated death, and that was, that was done, and that's what we needed. He, so that, that paid the price for him to be able to carry your burden. But now I want you to picture the resurrected Jesus that's open-handed to you, that's saying, let me take your burden. Come to me, come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, for you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. And now hand that over to Jesus. Lord, it's yours. This burden, this, this pain, Lord, I give it to you. Lord, this, this situation that I'm in right now, this dilemma, this problem, Lord, it feels so weighty. Lord, I give it to you. Lord, I, 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 I give this, this challenge, this worry that's, that's ahead of me, what's tomorrow, what's next week, and I'm not sure what to do. This financial burden, this, this relationship, Lord God, I, I place that person in your hands. Lord, I can't control them. I can't fix them. Lord, I can't fix myself. Lord, I, I give my very self over to you. I surrender, Lord. I'm at the point of failure. And God, I thank you for your promise that, that you are in control and that you have big shoulders and that you can take it and that you said your burden is light, Lord. 
God, thank you for that, Lord. God, we give that over to you. Lord, lighten our load today. We lay this at your feet, Lord, of what you've accomplished on the cross and, and through the resurrection that we can be in victory with you because of it, Lord. And so, Lord, now I just pray for each one of them, especially those that have gathered here today. Lord, those have come forward, God, and the work you're doing in their life, Lord, will you, Lord, continue that work? God, as they've given this burden over to you, Lord, that you, they would continually give it over to you. Lord, they would not take it back home with them. They would not pick it up on Monday morning or the next week and whatever the responsibilities and the situation occur, this interaction with this person, Lord, they have left it with you. God, we pray in Jesus' name. And through that, Lord, that you would empower them through your spirit. Lord, that you would strengthen them. That, Lord, as the muscle of their own soul is built down, Lord, they're stronger from it now because of the, the meaning of this failure, the meaning of this struggle, and that the failure is not final. It's just part of this growth process, Lord. So, God, thank you for what, Lord, you're doing and will do, Jesus. I pray for encouragement and strength and power, Lord, in you, we pray this. And for everyone else gathered here as well, the burdens that we carry, we lay before you, that we find freedom and strength and find victory in you because of it. We thank you, Lord, all that you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.